0: This is Southeast Asia Crossroads, an educational podcast from the Center for Southeast Asian Studies at Northern Illinois University. Today, we sit down with Michael Van and discuss his exciting new graphic history, The Great Hanoi Rat Hunt, Empire, Disease, and Modernity in French Colonial Vietnam. Well, welcome to another edition of Southeast Asia Crossroads. I'm your host, Eric Jones, and with us in studio is uh, Dr. Michael Van. Welcome, Michael
1: hey good to see you again
0: yes yes that's right yeah i'm he's a, a returning champion yeah i do you might are you our first in the the the, the two-timer club we oh, need to first, get you really? a jacket oh, Maybe yeah. i don't know like that's uh that's we'll have to we'll have to go to the we'll have to go to the archives and see well, but can I, uh, <laughs> can I go to the vip room after this yeah, yeah. There a, there's a special club and yeah yeah definitely um and we brought you snow so yeah it's beautiful the hawaii boy uh Gets a little. Uh, we we want people to be miserable equally uh, in their in, the, in the icy north, and it, so it's yeah. very
1: likely it's the only snow I will see <laughs> you, in the winter of twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. And I just want all your I hate you listeners, listeners in the Midwest region to think about that come February.
0: Not cool, but it won't change. <laughs> it won't change the way I feel about this uh, this new book of yours. Yeah. Which a lot of people are talking about, and actually, before it came out, a lot of uh, there's been uh, a lot of chatter in, in ways that maybe some of our scholarship doesn't get uh, uh, traction. Uh, the Great Hanoi Rat Hunt, um, maybe. Uh, what is the Great Hanoi Rat Hunt? First yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, Great Hanoi Rat Hunt, Empire, Disease, and Modernity in French Colonial Vietnam. This is something I found in my research on colonial Hanoi. I was doing a traditional urban history, and I found this incident when I was looking at uh, colonial sewer systems. I found this incident where the French... As one does. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> urban, urban history, you know. <laughs> it's that kind of job, but someone's got to do it. Um, uh, this I found these reports of uh, the French trying to kill every rat in the city of Hanoi and killing... Um, uh, you know, one one day they're pulling in 2,000 rats, and, and they got up to 20,000 rats a day. And I found this odd little story. Wh- what year are we hmm. talking here? 1902. Okay. 1902, yeah. It's right right when the French have done, the uh, under Governor General Paul Dumer have done the majority of the work of laying out the new French Hanoi, built like the huge neoclassical Beaux-Arts building building. Uh-huh. Um, couple of structures are still on the way to being done, the Opera House, the Governor General's Palace, but most of what we think of as French colonial Hanoi has been built. And um, they. One, so one of the things they, they did is laid a state-of-the-art sewer system um, that serviced the French community very well, and not so much the Vietnamese community. It was more of kind of a drainage system in the Vietnamese uh-huh. section of Hanoi, where 95% of the city lives on one third of the land. Uh, but the French yeah. neighborhood, where five percent of the population lives on a third of the land, they had a state-of-the-art sewer system, which uh, was great in terms of removing waste and filth from the French villas and offices and so forth. We're, we're talking like flush toilets, flush toilets, beautiful state-of-the-art flush toilets. Um, uh, you know the benefits of late insertion modernization. If you start from scratch and in building infrastructure, <laughs> you get you get the best. Right. Um, unfortunately. Um, it, they quickly became the sewer system quickly became a home to uh, rat population, invasive species, brown rats coming from South China who had not been uh, uh, a species in Vietnam prior to that because the um they didn't have the right habitat. When they got into Hanoi, they got into the sewer system and found this great ecosystem. All the things rats love to eat and roll around in and stinky yeah. stuff like that. and uh, no predators safe, protected shelter, this huge sewer system under the French neighborhood, and they began to repopulate or populate and make more rats and more rats. And eventually there were so many rats, they were coming up through the uh, the pipes into the homes of the French colonials. And, they're you know, just imagine the French colonials are building these gorgeous, spacious right. villas. I mean, just, you know, this is high imperialism here. They're really themselves taking care of themselves
0: and proof of their superiority proof of their and superiority. A, and uh, yeah
1: the, the colonial civilizing mission right and and the sewers are supposed to represent this unfortunately the sewers are creating this uh, unforeseen problem of, of this you know this plague of rats this uh, invasive species coming up and um, things get worse actually when the literal plague shows up is at the same time as um, Uh, the French are building up Hanoi, you have uh, the third plague pandemic coming out of South China, coming out of Yunnan, into uh, Canton and then Hong Kong in the 1890s. And the French know it's coming. They know it's on the way because of the new railway line to Yunnan, because of the steamships linking um, Haiphong and and Hanoi to South China. Uh, This new imperial industrialized transportation system is going to will bring the plague it's it's inevitable they know it and they're terrified when the the plague finally does show up and they're particularly terrified because the plague breaks out in the french neighborhood and uh. c- colonial discourse around disease points an accusatory finger at who the the, the asian population <laughs> so the subject all all, population. The, all this
0: time that they had spent saying like look the 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 Vietnamese that are more backward, and they don't have uh, modern sewers. They don't have the that uh, that this this innovation, quote unquote, yeah. um, uh, is the is the perfect well, West, uh, Western
1: civilization, yeah. Western industrialization, Western capitalism to the rescue. We're going to solve this problem uh, by creating this urban infrastructure, and then it creates this new problem: ecosystem for the rats. Uh, the plague comes via the new, again, this new imperial uh, transportation network. So the French set about trying to get rid of the rats because uh, uh, Alexander Yersin and um, Paul Simon have d- established that fleas and rats are the vector in the, the spread of the disease. So how do you how do you kill all the rats in a city? Well, they they first they try to make the sewer workers go down and, and kill them. And after about two days, the Vietnamese sewer workers said, forget this. We are trained workers. You taught us how to, to build and maintain these sewers. We're skilled. We're not rat killers. We're not doing this. This is the work for so-called coolies. It's beneath them, right? So, yeah. so the French authorities okay. okay, well, how are we going to get them to, how are we going to get people to kill the rats? So they came up with a great idea of putting a bounty out on rats. Four pennies for every rat you bring in. And okay. this starts in April. And the first day, um, yeah, a couple dozen rats come in, All right. four cents a rat. Um, the next day, a couple hundred. And within a week, it's cracking uh, over 1,000 rats. And um, uh, the, the numbers start to shoot up 7,000 rats, 10,000 rats, 13,000, 14,000 rats. Uh, high point, I think, in June of 1902, 20, over 20,000 rats in a single day. Uh, but fairly quickly, the French realized that, whoa, we don't want all these dead rats being brought into City Hall. This is, well. They're bringing
0: in full carcasses. Yeah, the yeah.
1: technical yeah. term would be it's, it's gross. It's, yeah. it's, it's yucky. And again, <laughs> forgive the technical language. But um, So they say, okay, don't bring, in, don't bring in the dead rats. This is after a couple of days. Just bring in the tails. And that goes great. You know, the, um, It goes so well that they start to lower the bounty. Initially, it was four cents a rat tail, then they dropped it to two, then it was down to a penny a rat, and then it was um, a penny for uh, uh, two or three rats. I got to look that one up, uh, but they—they they, it was so successful that they could lower the bounty, and they're still bringing in, um, still bringing in the rat tails, and everything was going great up until July of 1902. So it's going April, May, June, July, and there's a health inspector who's walking around the suburbs. Right at the limits of the, um, the city lines, the city boundary. So once you cross out of the municipality of Hanoi, French authorities don't have the same level of control in the colony. And uh, what does this guy see? A rat run by with no tail. Oh, uh, no, what's going on? So he starts to inspect, in the, and the locals are catching the rats, cutting off the tails, and letting the rats go to make more more rats because that's what they do, <laughs> and then uh, cashing in on the rat tails. But it, it gets worse as they, they start to inspect in the, the neighboring villages where they find rat farms. So the local Vietnamese are growing rats, Cutting off their tails, <laughs> collecting the reward and, and breeding more rats. And then they start to inspect further and they discover networks of smugglers all over northern Vietnam bring in rats and and mice and voles. I don't know what a vole is, but it's it's some sort of furry animal. But all sorts of things, different even the wrong species of rats. Bring right. them all to uh, the edge of Hanoi, chopping off their tails, and handing in the tails. So those numbers of 20,000 rats coming in in a day, those are rats from all over Tonkin. New rats, probably, yeah. yeah. like And, uh, and I, I love this story because it's such a great example of subaltern resistance. You know, it's very James C. Scott. You know, here, here the Vietnamese right. are um, outsmarting the French colonial state. It's it's such a fun and uh, story. And, uh,
0: and 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 economists have a word for this. So the the perverse in incentive, right? perverse so t- incentive. What what, what what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So this actually, I found this out when uh, free, a producer from Freakonomics called me up in 2012 and said, "Hey, uh, your article in French colonial history on the rat uh, the rat hunt does such <laughs> a great job of." You know, uh, explaining the concept of perverse incentive. Would you like to be on Freakonomics? And I said, Oh yeah, absolutely. Get off the nice. fo- get off the phone and then Google perverse incentive <laughs> before the interview. And and evidently it's a it's an economics term for a government policy designed to decrease the in- incidence of something that ironically leads to the increase of whatever it is that's trying to be decreased. So the, this perverse incentive here of
0: offering a, a bounty on rats led to an increase in rats in Hanoi. And and it's such a it's such a it's a classic example, um, you know, and whether it's uh whether it's high imperial history or kind of, you know, uh post war uh sub subversion as foreign policy or, or uh secret wars, like the the, the unintended consequences yeah. uh, uh that, that, you know, of, of the best laid plans, so to speak of rats and men. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> they 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 um so often it's this blowback that just uh, no one could no one could anticipate or may, even if they could yeah. like they're just yeah. this this that the um, do you think that there was a was was did anyone see this coming in the in the French like like hey uh, or did they think like we've 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 solved this problem did you get any sense from the no, archives you know, that there for, was like
1: so from the archival sources
0: no both within
1: sort of the discourse around sewers and public health and colonial hygiene this just came as a total shock that the sewers were actually
0: creating this health problem they're just absolutely stunned well it's it's so counterintuitive for them like yeah. you know like that, that this this is the, yeah. the the sewers were meant to to make it to yeah. make it cleaner, safer, more hygienic, yeah. uh, uh, to to keep the plague at yeah. bay, and and the the authorities in
1: Hanoi are so proud of themselves with the bounty idea. It's like okay, we're we you know we're going to teach the Vietnamese a thing or two about incentive and initiative and going out there and right. getting something done and the value of a penny earned. And in reality, the Vietnamese are <laughs> two three steps ahead of them. I mean, they're. <laughs> the The French authorities are playing checkers, and the Vietnamese are playing three D chess against them.
0: So, so you have this in, incredible story yeah. that, that that highlights this in, in, in a sort of really perfect way. Uh, the the perverse incentive and 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 the kind of um, the, the the naivete of of the colonial project um, with a, with a, with a sort of you know uh, a great example of in 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 Hone, Hanoi. So. Um, so tell us now. The book we're the book we're looking at is uh, is this it's not, it's, sort of?
1: It's not your average history book.
0: It is. It is not. Um, so I guess tell us about this uh, this this artifact now available in fine booksellers <laughs> near you, uh, <laughs> or online, <laughs> <laughs> or online. And uh, uh, so so yeah, give us a give us a give us a give us a sense. Well, of so, what we can find? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I, this was initially part of my doc, doctoral research in the nineteen nineties. And turned it into an article that was published in 2003 in French colonial history, the Journal of the French Colonial Historical Society. And I thought it went into an Orwellian memory hole where ac- all academic articles go, you know. Uh, but I, hey, so an it, average of three people access each article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, doing good here, right? Re- really making it, adding value to the universe. Um, and then when I uh, I got that phone call from uh, Freakonomics in 2012. So nine years after it was published, and I, I I looked up you know where looked up perverse incentives and saw that the article was cited on Wikipedia as the first footnote for perverse incentives. Your article, my article, yeah, yeah, the rat hunt, and that's I figured out that's how Freakonomics got a hold of it. Okay, um, so that's high level journalism there. <laughs> um, and then I, I began to you know do various uh, searches on. Um, on the internet for uh, rats Hanoi my name and and I discovered that it was you know being assigned here and there and in, in history and anthropology um,
0: the the article yeah the article yeah, yeah. the
1: article right and I discovered that uh, the tenth grade Indian world history curriculum uh, a third of chapter three is essentially the, they plagiarized the article and, and wow. stuck it in there but um, I'm just I'm, I'm sure gonna,
0: they paid I'm sure they paid you handsomely uh, yeah right I'm,
1: I'm just I you know I I'm just so happy that millions of Indian 10th graders are (laughs) learning about the Great Hanoi Rat Hunt. And if you go on YouTube and search for Hanoi Rat Hunt, you can find all these uh, YouTube videos that are study aids in Hindi and Punjabi and all sorts of uh, South Asian languages for tenth graders who don't don't want to actually read the English language textbook.
0: I've seen these; they're very they're very engaging. There, like, some of like, them are like really
1: funny, and yeah. some of them. Were, I, I think some of them are really wrong. <laughs> like one of them, that, according to the comments, it was it was in a language I don't understand. But according to the comments, the um the host was claiming that rats could regenerate their tails like like geckos, right? like. Aww. Anyway, so so to answer your question, um, I saw that it was being taught and in, in, engaged in a number of odd ways and cited in newspaper articles about rats and, and bounties. And I decided, okay, I could turn the article into a monograph, a traditional monograph, and so maybe nine people would read it. Um, and then I was sitting there at my desk, and so I just sort of let my eyes uh, sort of float across my desk. And there was a copy of Trevor Getz's book, Abina and the Important Men, which is the first volume in the Oxford Graphic History Series. And the Oxford Graphic History Series takes real research by research historians who do archival work and takes that research and puts it into a graphic or cartoon, shall we say, format. And about 100 pages of that research is illustrated. So what would have been a long journal article or maybe a book... Uh, A monograph is turned into this graphic format, and it's accompanied with um, contextual uh, historical essays, uh, discussion of methodology that includes some of the primary sources that were used to write this history. And um, uh, Trevor Getz's book, A Beat in the Important Men, it's about a West African woman who was enslaved in the 1870s and used the British colonial courts to sue for her freedom. So it's this really incredible story and was told in this really incredible format, genre of graphic Beautifully illustrated. Beautifully illustrated by Liz Clark. And I said, oh, man, I wonder if they're doing more of these. And I looked it up. And uh, at that point, there were like three or four were out. um, uh, Mendoza the Jew, about a a heavyweight champion in London at the turn of the— um, 18th and 19th century who was a uh, Sephardic Jew so the British loved him but hated him and he engages uh-huh. masculinity history of sports nationalism uh, anti-semitism um, there's uh, another book on the slave trade called inhuman traffic um, and the, uh, I contacted the editor and said hey I've got a story for you and I told him the story and he's like yeah that would be that would be a great uh, a great project for graphic history and then Four years later, four years later, (laughs) uh, the book came out. So that was like 2014 to 2018 it took to to get this done. It was a big undertaking and um, a real passion project in many ways, but also doing some work that I was never trained for in graduate school. Writing... The uh, the text for a comic is not something that was covered by uh, in, in your ti- grad seminar. In yeah. grad seminar with Tyler Stovall or or <laughs> Terry Burke at UC Santa Cruz.
0: So this is really uh, again. So for the for the for the listener, about half the book is this great graphic history that that tells, and yes. we can we can we can about talk more pages, about it. About hundred pages yeah. that that, uh, that 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 narrates the the. Both the 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 nuts and bolts of the the Hanoi rat hunt, but also l- like what the French were doing there and how they got there, and the and co- a global context, which uh, which is I thought it was awesome. Like, um, yeah. Uh, well, so there's a lot of like war- larger from from t- t- China and and, yeah. and Europe. Um, yeah, I mean
1: that that's one of the things that I was so interested in in the graphic format. Urban history is obviously very local, but no city is an island, right? Uh, there's always these regional connections and uh, global connections, and uh, especially if you're dealing with something like the bubonic plague pandemic, the third plague pandemic, you, or imperialism, you have to have these global connections. And in the graphic format, I was able I'm able to move the reader in and out of different levels of focus, so we can be doing the the urban history and then quickly link that into global phenomenon. Like, you know, why are the French in Hanoi? Well, it goes back to the opium wars and interest yeah. in China. Um, how is the plague getting to Hanoi? We can quickly take the reader from the streets of Hanoi into um, Southeast and East Asian trade networks and transportation networks. Look at global demographic patterns. Um, one, of the, one of the themes of the book, chi- China actually looms very heavily in the book. And one of the yeah. themes I was trying to uh, engage is Sinophobia. And the complicated relationship that the West has with China—it's really China that sets off the whole era of colonialism and the new imperialism. I mean, what was what was Columbus doing? Yeah, you know, right. Trying to get to China in, or, in order to, to fund a crusade to take Jerusalem. But okay, we we, we <laughs> frequently forget about the whole crusader component. But um, the, uh, this obsession with China, the economic importance with China, China's role in the global economy as the motivator for. European expansion in the age of empire. At the same time, the Western hostility uh, to China that grows in the 19th and 20th century. I mean, Sinophobia grows in the 19th century. Prior to that, there's this sort of awe of China and respect for China. But as China's brought low, and as you have the the global uh, migration of impoverished Chinese laborers, the so-called coolie trade, and the association of China with backwardsness, and disease and drug addiction, China becomes vilified in the Western mind, in a in a way that I, I think, some aspects of sinophobia are still very strong to the the present day.
0: Yeah, even if it's the vague kind of even inscrutability or the you know the like the, there's there's a, there's a, um, the i I'm, I'm struck by. The vastness of China that that you know when 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 Europeans were you know kind of early modern Europeans are beating their heads against sort of like like China we don't have anything that China wants and uh, we want you know tea and textile we yeah. want every we want everything from the Asia trade and, and then it's just like today <laughs> <laughs> yeah like blue <laughs> and 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 uh, it and uh, it, which I thought was great. I'd never thought about that in your, in your graphic history. You really, the, the flows of, of people and goods and silver, uh, I think for the, uh, you know, you, you and I that like spend kind of a, a career thinking about this on a daily teaching about this, it's researching about this. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, it's very, it's very clear to us like how that emerges over time. But I think for the, um, uh, for the newcomer to, to, perhaps history, like, I think this is a great way to kind of get a, in, in a, in a, in a pretty concise format, like yeah. a sense of, mm, that's what, de, that's the scale of China. And then, the, and the balance, you know, tips the other direction in yeah. the 19th century. Yeah. And uh, we're, that's what we're looking at yeah. Yeah. Uh, here yeah. in, in your book. And I was trying to give it that frame and also put it, make it truly a world
1: history. It's, it's, yeah. it's a it's the study of Hanoi. You know, a couple of years in Hanoi's history, but in a global context. So similar to um, Donald Wright's uh, 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 n- The World in a Very Small Place in Africa about Niumi and, and the Gambia. That was a real inspiration there, the way he, he links that um, history of a very, you know, a small place of a very small country
0: in a big world. Yeah. Um, well, and if you're, yeah. and if you're a, like a, a teacher trying to, trying to highlight um, kind of European, um, European rivalries and, and kind of colonial mm-hmm. contestations mm-hmm. and uh, it, the, 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 the French example is a, is a great, because you can't, you can't talk about, I think often British empires talked about. It's the it's default. It's the default. It's the Raj. And and, and it ignore yeah. and, it, and it, you, you can ignore to your to your peril, but you can ignore the other colonial empires. But you can't. You, you when you talk about the French, you have to talk about the British as well. And so mm-hmm. it's I think it's it's a, it that that comes uh, of necessity when you do when you look at uh, France. And so it, it's a it's a. Um, it it really it really, whether it's the you know motives for yeah. for the backdoor to China yeah. or the kind of missionary yeah. incentives it's it's a it's a yeah. good instructive for kind of global history like how we got to where um, high imperialism kind of flourishes like that's a this is a this is a good test case yeah
1: and and again the graphic format the comics format allows me to do that with uh, much more ease and allows the reader to get these concepts much more quickly because I can incorporate maps into this discussion like maps of the world maps of uh, east asia southeast asia into this discussion of events in hanoi so you get the sense of this urban history operating within a world system
0: yeah and 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 uh, you know i I've, I've heard a few people say it now that like looking at this in the same way that maybe like a, a movie um, can you know a picture is worth a thousand words they, it can it can drop you into a, a kind of a time and a place and that kind of that thick context and description um, of 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 this this the other world that that mm-hmm. e- that existed like that's a that's a, that's so valuable and when when done right and with, with, the, um, with the images yeah you know you know if,
1: if anybody from Netflix is listening I'm open to <laughs> it would make a great series the,
0: the guys from Narcos the gals from Narcos would like, come but, and produce this that'd be you know fantastic. I I, I spend a lot of time myself thinking about. Um, uh, urban spaces in, in, uh, Batavia, Jakarta, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for example. And, you know, I've, I've looked at a lot of maps, looked at a lot of engravings, looked at a lot of the, uh, kinds of, you have the benefit of pictures as well. Mm. Uh, a little jealous, but, um, yeah. but, uh, but, but I, I, it, it really struck me looking at these and the, the beautiful job that, uh, you in cooperation with, um, oh, Liz, Liz Clark to, yeah. to, 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 to paint that world, um i think that's one of the the thing that and i don't think the reader might not even know this if they weren't uh, a professional who's been trying to do mm-hmm. <laughs> who thinks mm-hmm. about this who spends a lot of time thinking yeah. about before that building was here this thing was there and and that field was there or that whatever you know like it yeah. la- yeah. peels back those layers uh, like this is a this is a like a bit of time travel and in hanoi just as a space is so great for that. Go when you go to Hanoi.
1: I encourage everybody to go to Hanoi. It's such a beautiful city. <laughs> it really it's just is. it's just an incredible city. And you walk around and there are these layers of history. Earlier today, we were at a, a conference session where someone was talking about Foucault's sense of the archaeology, archeolo- and I mean this. Walking through Hanoi, it's a like, Foucaultian archaeology project where you, you see this hypermodern building next to this Soviet-era building, next to this French colonial building, next to a Confucian temple or a Buddhist uh, pagoda, and they're all mixed together. And there's literally layers of history overlapping each other as you walk down the block. And with the, the graphic format, I can, I can
0: illustrate that. Uh, to the readers in a way that's so much more accessible and more immediate. Yeah, I mean and you you get a feel it's where i you try, trying trying the, the the amount of text that you would have to to uh, the 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 hours and the number of books to to immerse a reader like hey, this is what that felt like i think for for the for for uh, a student who's trying to um you know the, it, this this is a this is kind of a um a, a VR <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of experience. Well, my, my dissertation on
1: Hanoi was 600 pages long. You know, for and it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it takes a lot to describe these processes. But um, so I'm interested not just in this transformation of urban space, but how space was populated, use of labor. Uh, I can cover something in a page or two, and then keep doing callbacks throughout the book. So, for example, uh, I talk about the use of convict labor or corvée labor, forced labor, tax labor, the use of women as manual laborers in road building. Talk about that in a page or two in chapter two or three. And then throughout the rest of the book, you see these figures in the background like doing it. Haunting, so haunting, moving reminder. through the, yeah. That's the urban experience. I mean, that's how we live in cities. There's things going on all around us. And they're, they're, like there's, there's a lot of Easter eggs in the book. That Liz and I came up with, and if you if you look through windows or look at what people are reading, there's various references to things that have been mentioned before to keep reminding you that um, this is the colonial context. There's these sort of hypocrisies of the French civilizing mission and the French Third Republic enacting these values in a conquered territory. There's these uh, labor abuses. There's the col- the white colonial anxiety about servants and servant mm, theft and yeah. servant murder, and so there's all these great things sort of wrap in there and then and then it also in sort of a where's waldo kind of thing you can you can look for the rats
0: (laughs) i know i I started checking those out the uh, they're always menacing like uh they're not uh, menacing they're just
1: they're just just doing rat things
0: man um uh another really kind of genius part of the the book is that it's it's not it's not a it's not a history of French Indochina or of, of French Hanoi, it, it, it's not just their story. It's, it's, it's a lot of different stories mm. and, 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 including, um, most importantly, also the, the Vietnamese story. And yeah, there's yeah. this, uh, you know, and, 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 a point you made, uh, that, you know, in, in, in a, in a colonial city like that, there are, there are cultures and languages kind of on top of each other mm, and often mm, mm-hmm. happening, uh, uh, simultaneously and, and, uh you know it strikes me that you know the 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 colonial state thinks it's doing one thing and meanwhile the the people uh imagine or have constructed a completely different thing and you see those you see those discourses yeah. um happening and and you know in in a um you know in a, in a different text box to give you a sense like this is this is what the vietnamese are saying about, yeah, yeah. about so, this this is what the french are it's a, gr- it's a great so, device Liz
1: Clark and uh, and uh, Charles Cavalier my editor at, at Oxford we we brainstormed about this for a while and we came up with the idea of using different shape and different color uh, dialogue bubbles for the different languages being spoken so when people are speaking in French they're blue ovals they're speaking in Vietnamese they're red uh, red hexagons Um me and my students, we we enter into the uh, the text at various points. They, so they sort of the, the series breaks down the third wall and brings the historian into the story. And this has been one of the, um, the 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 tropes that's repeated over and over again in, in these uh, in this Oxford series. And I'm, I'm speaking in a, a square with black, so that's that's English, and uh, that represents that. Um, uh, the linguistic reality of the colonial city that you have people living in very close proximity to each other, people relying on each other physically for labor and, and um, all sorts of things. Yeah.
0: Some of the colonial writings of like this, this, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the suspicion about the weather, the people, you know, disease seems to be attacking. It's the, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the reverse of the sort of smallpox epidemic that's seemed that only wiped out sort of indigenous Amerindian populations, uh, that that now in the tropics it seems like uh to the that that you know that malaria is only killing um you know uh frenchmen or white people and uh that's not true but but it's yeah. you know the the, the yeah. suddenly it it, uh, it 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 contributes to that sense of well, that's, of looming yeah
1: and and that's one of my larger arguments in this and in the in the rest of my academic work about um the era of high imperialism is that the uh the white colonizers had this odd combination of power and vulnerability they had yeah. superior economic power, military power political power told themselves they had superior cultural and intellectual power we might just call that flat out racism and um but but they you know at the time of social Darwinism they believed they had a ra- racial power over the uh over the colonized at the same time they're terrified the numbers are against them they're outnumbered by the people that they've conquered. Yeah, they're uh, vulnerable to a whole host of diseases they don't understand. Um, I mean, this is you know, turn of the 20th century. I mean, this is the uh, the advent of tropical medicine as as these empires are trying to come to terms with these diseases that are just dropping um, Europeans and, and Americans who are sent to the sent to the tropics. Um, so anyway, there's that 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 odd combination of power and vulnerability and they and you see this in the the building of colonial cities they they build in architectural um idiom of neoclassicism and the beaux arts school of these big permanent buildings that uh, Reference the Roman Empire and we'll, something that will be here forever. At the same time, they're absolutely terrified of getting
0: murdered in their sleep, of troops rebelling, of disease. Yeah, and now the rats are coming up the toilets. <laughs> like, what? and it's and it's a great and and it's a it's a great um, it's a great, this 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 short moment where um, it's kind of the, the high a high water mark of kind of uh, of European self congratulation of of the, the it, it's it's convinced of its rightness. Uh, it's before kind of World War One would bring many of those yeah. kinds of uh, that hubris, uh, you know, down in a major yeah. way or before massive anti-colonial open anti-colonial resistance, communist revolutions, et cetera, would, 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 would seriously push back mm-hmm. and turn kind of the, into the police states that we, you know, study in the twenties yeah. and thirties. But, but so it's this, it's this, it's this moment where uh, it's the, it's the last, uh, at, at the last moment where Europeans can imagine themselves um, kind of truly masters of their domain, truly on top of things, and yet, yeah, yeah, it it all goes south. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's this high point of of white supremacy, and
1: yeah. it's it's a Potemkinville, it's a house of cards. <laughs> I mean, pick your pick your. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, term. so it's it's a
0: it's a it's a, it's a, it's a um, it is a, uh, it's a it's a it's a great read. I don't I don't say this because I I, I use it and intend to use it. It's it's really for I'm 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 a person like yourself who I'm not just interested in in Southeast Asian history. I'm interested in world history mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and especially inserting Southeast Asia into that narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, this is an approach I think that uh, um, I think gives uh, for, gives us the Southeast Asians chance to insert. Southeast Asia into into a, a wider story, and for maybe for for world historians yeah, a chance yeah. to 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 if you if you need um, if you need sort of some Southeast Asia content, this is like hey, this is a really accessible um, yet not dumbed down, not yeah. you know it, it's got the primary sources. So for the for the maybe to tell a bit about for the yeah.
1: well, and you know, also also I think that it's uh, with the graphic format it's scaled so that. Um, you know, it's designed primarily for undergraduates and and master seminars, but high level uh, high school students could use this. AP students. I and mean, yeah, it
0: has
1: it has it's it
0: offers a variety of levels of engagement and levels of depth. A, a high school sophomore came up to yeah. my at his, at his <laughs> talk who had read the book before, uh, and uh, yeah, and and she loved it. And yeah, so yeah. this is a, and like you the, taught it. Your, I did. I did in yeah, your grad seminar. And I taught it in my grad seminar. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I, yeah, no I th- it's think taken taking Cal by Storm. <laughs> by storm. <laughs> but yeah and yet there are, you know, there's there's some really like like Fun Boy Chow or Fun Chu Ching and they, like these, you know, like the, the the insider baseball about um kind of the proto-nationalism and and the kind of emergence of of a, of a, of anti-colonial discourse and uh so the the primary sources mm-hmm. can be really and can be used in very which is what we kind of focus on in the graduate yeah. seminar. And it's like, you can use the graphic format to like, if you don't know the story of the rat hunt, like this is like told in this really entertaining way. And then now we yeah. let's hit the sources, really dig into, um, comparing them and yeah. thinking about like, they yeah, have got
1: about 60 pages of primary sources. Yeah. Or
0: more. A lot of, a lot Let of material, uh, right. and, uh, and, and some, and some questions for study guide and, 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 uh, and, and uses. And so, um, uh, I'm a fan, and uh, yeah, yeah um, thank you for thank you for coming to campus and uh, and uh, and letting us have a look at it. Oh,
1: it's always a pleasure to come here. You guys are great hosts, and um, maybe I'll come back for a 3 beat at some point. Yeah, we we <laughs> we look
0: forward to the uh, Netflix again. If you're listening, uh, uh, we'll. Uh For this music and the G for production assistance seasoning of